Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Bobby. And this is our podcast where each month we present one another with a new challenge to improve our mental, physical, or emotional well-being. Or sometimes just to be competitive. Because Casey is ridiculously competitive about everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a challenge? We're leaving this in. We're in the middle of the yawn. That's a terrible way to start. Hi. Do you remember when we first started dating and ugh, I cut that yawn off mid-yawn and so now I really just need to yawn? Can you just start talking and then I'll tell this story back to yawn real quick? I do remember when we first started dating. What specifically <sighs> are you referring to? <laughs> when we first started dating, um, you were telling a story and I yawned during it and you looked over and you were like you were like I can't believe that you're yawning during my story or you were like oh is my am I boring you or like something something like that and I said I wasn't yawning I was being a silent lion, oh, the silent lion. <laughs> and so for a long time at the beginning of our relationship we called yawning slash me the silent lion yeah he used to feed me a lot of crap early on. <laughs> and I bought it all. I was just being a silent lion. Mm. That's what a yawn is. Oh. Doesn't... Oh, yeah, no, I see it. There it is. Yawns are also contagious, so the more that we talk about them, the more that I'm going to mm, yawn. Contagious me. to yourself? I'm self-contagious, yes. You've already got it. I've got a case of the yawns, fellas. Fellas and ladies. Fellas and ladies. Welcome. And everyone. Welcome. I hope that you've lasted for this minute and a half introduction. This is the Is That a Challenge podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Bobby. And today we are going to talk about our September challenge, which was... The Sprint Triathlon. No, it's not triathlon. It's triathlon. Yeah, I say triatha. I know. I triathlon. I, um, I think that's a southern thing, but it's a triathlon. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with a sprint triathlon, which we have found is pretty much everyone that we've talked to about this, it is a legit thing. Yeah. Um, it is a thing that people do. There are different races that you can enter into and competitions and things. Um, and when you you know perform a sprint triathlon as hard as you can, it, I think is, is like, just can be just as difficult as doing something like a regular triathlon. They're obviously very different, um, types of athletic events, um, but equally challenging in, in kind of their own ways. Um, and so a sprint triathlon is a half a mile swim followed by 12.4 miles on the bike, which we actually did as 13 miles on mm -hmm. the bike, um, and 3.1 miles of a run, all done back to back to back. So to compare that in your head um, to a regular triathlon, a regular triathlon is a 1.2 mile swim, followed by a 56 mile bike, and then a 13.1 mile run. So obviously way more. And then a triathlon is half the length of an Ironman. So you just take all of those distances, and you double them, and then you have the length of an Ironman. Um, 
which is just crazy to me thinking about it now having completed the sprint um, and thinking about, you know, moving to the next stage of like these endurance style activities, going from that sprint to a triathlon is like a big, big step. Yeah. I think if you were to take all of the times I've ever uh, swam or biked or ran uh, in my life, and added them up, I still don't think I've completed an Ironman triathlon at this point. Oh, 100%. I agree with you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so sad to think about it that way. So I thought that maybe we would start by talking about um, our training process and sort of what we did right and what we did wrong. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about the event itself, which um, in true Bobby and Casey form was a shit show. Oh, gosh. Um, and then uh, we can kind of wrap it up by talking about sort of like what our next physical goals are based on this. So talk a little bit about our training program coach, Coach Bob. So uh, I think, yeah, I definitely was in more of a coach role than I was a training uh, trainee role uh, for this. Um, Casey was really diligent. You were really diligent about ensuring that you got out and uh, swam uh, and uh, I mean, you bike to work, but also you would go out and, and get some rides in and then uh, run. And I just kind of got pieces of that in when I could. I didn't actually follow uh, any type of true training schedule. Um, I knew like I can run a 5K slowly um, without any issue. The biking, I never had any issues with biking. Um, so that wasn't going to be a problem, um, which ended up not being the case. And we'll, we'll get to that on the actual day of the event. Um, but swimming for me was, and has always been a, a huge challenge. I feel like such a slow swimmer. I've never learned how to efficiently swim. It's a very like draining movement for me. Weren't you a Marine? Yeah, and I was water survival qualified. And like that's the highest tier you can get. But that's not like to beat other people. That is like literally survival. <laughs> yeah. And like you can save people and like do this kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. like beating you to the other end of the pool, nah. Um, well I think that that's um a good place to start because the one thing I'll say about a sprint triathlon is depending on your level of fitness prior to um, I think it's totally possible to go into a sprint triathlon without preparing your training very much at all. Mm -hmm. um, if you have experience in any of the three modalities, whether you're a former swimmer, maybe you run frequently or you bike frequently, I think you can pretty easily get into this and spend a half a day like going through these movements and, and do a sprint triathlon and then be able to judge like, oh, okay, how easier difficult was that for me? Like, do I want to, you know, did it take, was I able to do the swim in 20 minutes, but it took me two hours to bike or mm -hmm. whatever. And you can kind of go from there based on your individual weaknesses. I think that with something like a sprint where it's, uh, such short amounts of time, it's, you know, going to be less than one hour probably in each of the three categories. Like that's something you can do, right? It's yeah. not, it's not going to, you're not going to get injured by just going out and giving it a shot if you have some experience in any of these movements. I felt like I was completely brand new at all of these. So I came in with a really set specific training plan that I wanted to follow and I followed it um, pretty consistently all year long. 
because the last time that I swam like for exercise, I was probably 12 years old. And, you know, my family at home has a whole shoebox somewhere full of all of the rainbow colored participant ribbons that I got from swimming. Um, I never once got higher than a participation ribbon. And so that was, that was where I was coming in on that. Same thing with, I have not been on a bike, uh, even recreationally since I was a child. Um, so no experience with that. And then running has just always been a struggle for me. Um, like I am really fast. Well, not really fast. I'm not like Olympic level fast, Freaky fast. but like I run with, I run with people and they tell me I'm fast kind of person, mm-hmm. you know? So, so that's fine. Like the speed is fine. But if you want to go out and just casually run five miles, that's mind boggling to me. Like there's absolutely no way I will stop after one. So I had to be really dialed in about training for this because there was no way that I was going to wake up and like be able to do all of this leisurely one day. I think that that's possible, but for me, it it wasn't going to be. Yeah. For me, like, I don't know, maybe I guess that's a benefit in certain ways, but once I get into something like a, an endurance type event, I might not be fast, but my mind just naturally flicks a switch and it's just like, this is my life now and I'm just going to go. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, you're very good at like grinding through and you just, once you start, you don't stop. I'm so good at rationalizing why I should just stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, for my my training plan, basically I spent, I kind of broke it up. I knew that we were going to, do the sprint sometime at the end of the third quarter of the year. So I basically knew that I had nine months to train. Um, so I spent the first three months just like kind of trying to get exposure to all of the different things, like start biking, start running, start swimming without any expectations at no, no distance, no, whatever. It was just like, I would try and do them whenever I could. Um, COVID made this really difficult with swimming. So even though I tried to get in a lot of swim time, um, I really didn't until the summer. So until, uh, kind of, you know, June, June, yeah. July, and August was when I was able to get the most swimming in. Cause that's when outdoor pools opened up. Most of all of the indoor pools have been closed, uh, around DC for, for most of this year. So we got a little bit of, uh, swim time in, um, before that, but, but really not very much. I did get a bike. Um, so having my own bike was really helpful. And like Bobby mentioned, started biking to work and back. So as about, um, it's a little over a mile, I would say it's three miles total, right? Like a mile and a half there, a mile and a half back. Yeah. So, um, nothing too intense. Um, but that was good just to get more comfortable on the bike, get used to how I wanted to utilize the gears, you know, how to sit, how to hold the handlebars, like all of these things that might sound really basic, just getting more comfortable spending because you know it takes me 20 minutes to do um a mile and a half bike to work and that's because of traffic and things like that not because I'm super slow but you think about biking 12 miles that's a good amount of time sitting on your bike so any amount that you can any miles you can rack up I think on the bike are helpful um and then same thing with running it wasn't until the second quarter of the year um so April, May, June timeframe that I started setting distances for myself to, to meet. Um, and that's really what I based all of my training off of. I just took all of the distances and I broke them down into 
like chunks, like mile markers. And every week I would just pick different mile markers and I would go for them. So the swim is a half mile swim. So I had on my training plan, like, you know, 0.1 of a mile swim, 0.2 of a mile, 0.3, 0 0.4, 0 0.5. Um, and that was every week. So I would go out and I would say, okay, I'm going to swim 0.1 of a mile. Um, and if I can do that, then I cross that off my training plan and I move on to point two the next time I'm going to swim. If I don't get that, so this was what happened with me a lot for running. For running, I had it split up again by half mile increments. So run a mile, run a mile and a half, run two miles, run two and a half miles, run three miles. And I got, I got stuck at the two and a half mile. Like I just really struggled to get that two and a half miles straight through. Um, but it helped, that helped me figure out where to focus my training. I spent most of my training time on my running because by biking and my swimming, I was hitting all my goals. Um, like I was hitting all my distances and I didn't really worry about the time it took me to get it done. I just said, if you can do it without stopping, it counts. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until the third quarter of the year that I started mixing these things together. And that's a really important part you want to think about is yes, running uh, 3.1 miles is difficult. It's incredibly difficult after you've done a 12 mile bike. So um, you do want in your training to have some time where you plan, you don't have to do the full distance, but I would bike three miles and then run one mile. Or I would, um, usually I'd have to swim last because I really didn't want to have to be wet <laughs> like while I was working out. Um, I just wanted to avoid that as much as possible, even though that is a reality of a triathlon. So think about that, <laughs> but uh, I would, you know, I would run and then I would go swim or something like that. And I really tried to mix that in for the last couple months leading up to the actual event. Um, and then while we were training, we tried out a lot of different types of apps for tracking things. And there are so many different things that you can do. Sort of the like unofficial triathlon tracking app, I feel like is Strava, mm -hmm. S-T-R-A-V-A. A lot of people recommended to me that I use that. I personally did not like it um, because it does not um, let you know how far you've gone. Mm. It just is a tracker. Like it just, you turn it on and it tracks you as you go, but it doesn't tell you when you've reached your destination or how far you've gone. Um, the way that some other apps do like the Nike running app mm -hmm. um, and they have a bike feature on there too. So that's helpful because it you can set it to, to, uh, let you know when you've hit three miles yeah. and it'll give you uh like, it'll tell you halfway through. Um, the other app that I used specifically for running that I really like is called 5k runner and they have 5k runner, 10k runner, and they might even have more beyond that, but it's just a training program specifically for getting you to run a 5k. So like I said, I got really stuck in my training where I could run about two miles and then I had to stop either either I was out of breath or I was getting a cramp or my feet were hurting, whatever it was. And so, um, and I really just like, I couldn't push through this wall of this two, these two miles. So, um, I had heard about 5k runner from some friends of mine who are runners. I downloaded it based on, um, a couple of questions that you answer when you first set up your profile, it designs a training plan for you. That's a series of runs and walks. So it might say, walk five minutes to warm up and then run five minutes, walk three minutes, 
you repeat that two times and then you do a cool down walk and that might be your very first uh, piece of the training plan. And then based on each run, you give, you give the app feedback about how hard the run was and they have all the stats about you, like how long it took you to run and are you getting faster or whatever. Um, and then they optimize the plan from there. So then you kind of progress through and it gets to be longer runs with shorter breaks until before you know it, you're running a 5K. I wish I had found that and d- dedicated time to that earlier because it was truly so helpful. Um, so I would definitely recommend that app to anyone who is struggling with a running plan. It's a great place to get started if you uh, struggle with running distances, um, even even as lame as three miles. That's not lame. It's still a distance. It's good. So should we talk about the day? Or I guess days. <laughs> so we had planned on, um, Casey teaches a yoga class. So we were going to use that as kind of a warm up uh, on our Saturday um, and then go right into doing the triathlon. Triathlon. Um, <laughs> and a, a part of that, the, the, I guess, venue that we chose is the gym that we go to. Um, so like you mentioned, the pools, we were doing it after Labor Day. So outdoor pools are closed. Indoor pools are currently closed. So we didn't have a place to swim with the exception of the gym that we go to has. Well, well, let's back up a tiny bit. So we had, we had been swimming in an outdoor pool, but we knew that we weren't going to be ready to do the triathlon before Labor Day. So we had been planning to go to an indoor pool that is an Olympic sized pool, um, which were briefly open <laughs> during COVID. And then they closed again when outdoor pools closed. And so that was an unforeseen circumstance. And so we found at our um, gym that we go to, we found um, a pool, pool solution, pool solution in quotation marks. Pool solution. So, uh, and then we we'll kind explain, of... explain the pools. I was going to. Kind of, uh, um, yeah, so uh, the pools are what they call endless pools, and so it's basically just a large bathtub that um, they run water through uh, via jets. Or just They just pump water through to create a current, um, and actually it ended up not, we didn't have a way to track the distance, so... We ended up going for time. Um, go so on. yeah, well, you're just, you're jumping ahead a little bit of okay, like of like all of this you, that happened. Like well, we were going to, um, so we were going to swim indoors, and then we were gonna like bike to the trail that we normally run at. So part of the bike would be taken up by getting there and then, you know, we would go on the trail and then we would finish up with a run. So that's how we were going to be able to link everything together. Then we found out that the pools were all closed. So we were going to have to go to our gym and use these endless pools um, to do the event. And so we were thinking, okay, well, um, I teach yoga class on Saturday mornings. And so we'll do the yoga class as a warm up. We'll go into the pool and then we'll just drive um, because our, our gym is like, in a little bit, it's a little bit further into the city than where we are. So it's a little bit difficult, more difficult to like bike to, um, a place where we would feel comfortable biking for 12 miles. We don't love being on the road, um, for that long. So, 
Um, that was kind of our thought process. And then Saturday morning, we get up to do the sprint. Um, we are walking up the stairs to go into the gym, and Bobby cuts his foot open. I basically <laughs> cut off the bottom of my big toe. And it was slightly horrific. And Bobby's like, oh, it's fine. We'll just, let's just do it anyway. And I was like, I don't think, I don't think we're going to do this. I don't think that that's what's going to happen. But so we ended up waiting um, that Saturday and we decided, let's just take, let's just take this as a sign. Let's let your foot heal up and let's kind of see what happens tomorrow because it's a pretty gruesome um, slicing of the, the toe meat. Yeah. Um, and so basically our options were, let's wait for this to be like fully healed and then we'll try again. Um, that was option number one. Option number two was for me to do the sprint by myself and Bobby just to kind of be there for moral support, um, which sounded horrible. I don't like part of why I wanted to do this as a challenge was to do it with Bobby. And so I didn't really have any interest in doing it just by myself. Um, this is something we've trained for together and we wanted to kind of finish it together. So the third option that we decided on was the next morning, um, we decided that we would do the sprint triathlon, but we would just do it entirely indoors. Um, so that would take a little bit of the stress and the strain off of the event itself for us of like having to go from these pools indoors to then driving and being outside. And also um, that way Bobby could sit on like a more stationary bike um, to do the bike portion. And then we could run on treadmills, which would just be a little bit easier on the bottom of his foot. So that is how we did our sprint. It was fun. <laughs> uh, now it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, obviously would have liked to have been outside, but uh, the pool. Uh, so yeah. So now what you were saying, I just wanted to give a little bit of the backstory of like how I was we got there how we got to where we way. were. So. So we, this was the plan. And really we also were just like, listen, we have other things that we want to be doing. Like, like I said, I have been training for this triathlon for the entire year and I just have other physical goals. Like I'm just tired of exclusively swimming, biking and running. I want to do other stuff. And so I didn't want to put it off for a couple more weeks and be less trained and less ready than I am in this moment. But I also didn't want to, um, just keep having to do these things and not get to like lift weights or, or like take a day to just do yoga or whatever it, whatever mm. it is. So, um, yeah, so it was less than ideal, but we decided to just go for it and it became increasingly less than ideal as we went for it. Case in point, we get into these pools and we're like, surely there's some way that it'll track our distance. Like it'll, it's like a treadmill. It'll just show how well, how thought, far yeah, the water yeah, has been pushing through or whatever. flow and yeah i thought that there was going to be some sort of way to, to gauge it science there was no science no. it was just a bathtub and uh you just push a button and it starts yeah there wasn't even a timer there was like an analog clock on the wall yeah and you so, could vary the speed but <laughs> right. you didn't know what that speed was so right so uh, so just starting out, we were like, well, this is interesting. So we just swam for 30 minutes yeah. straight. So, well, yeah. So we decided to just swim for 30 minutes because 30 minutes, uh, I'd been able to finish my half mile swim in training in less than 30 minutes each time I had done it. And 30 minutes is like about the average pace 
that um, I had researched on the internet for a half mile swim for a Mm -hmm. non-swimmer. And so we decided we're just going to go for 30 minutes and um, what like we're just going to accept that as good enough. I feel confident that we did go half a mile just like feeling it in my body. Um, I actually do feel like swimming against that current was more difficult than just swimming in a regular pool. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even if we didn't go, like it was the hardest swim that I've had to do, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Um, So I felt, I felt okay about that kind of compromise. Um, And then we popped off, um, dried off and sat on stationary bikes for for 12 miles, 13 miles, 13 miles. And that like, as we were doing it, I was just sitting there like, wondering why it felt so much different and that's because like you think about you're on the road or on a trail you can coast like you can take a couple pedals and then coast whereas on a stationary bike you have to earn every inch and so definitely got more of a workout in that regard on the bike yeah so um yeah the bike felt far um and hard and um I think that I intentionally went really slow on the bike because I was like, wow, that swim was tough, tougher than my other swims have felt. This bike, like Bobby had pointed out, he's like, this is going to be a little bit harder than what we're used to. So um, I took it really easy. It ended up taking me an hour to get the 13 miles. Um, And even then, I think I went a little bit over an hour Mm -hmm. just to like get it all done. Um, and I, so I, I think I could have gone, um, a lot faster than that. Um, I really didn't like, I really didn't push myself, like wasn't breathing hard. I was sweating, but, um, wasn't breathing hard. Could have had a conversation. My legs felt fine, but it was because I really wanted to be prepared for the run. I really wanted to like save some in the tank. And that turned out to be a huge mistake because, um, you just cannot, there, you just, you can't save when you don't have nothing left. And, uh, that's what happened to me as we got off our bikes and jumped on the treadmills. <laughs> I walked for five minutes to like get my sea legs under me, uh, and feel, feel good. And I actually, as I was walking, I was like, this is awesome. I feel great. I'm so ready to run. I want this five minutes to be up. I'm let's, let's do it. I'm going to run these three miles. And then I start running and I like have this picture in my head. I'm like, you're a runner. Like, you know, I don't know what other people think about when they're running. Um, I would be really curious to know if anyone wants, wants to tell me, but like, I just like daydream about myself being awesome is like usually what gets me through runs. So I either like, if there's something at work that I'm like kind of struggling with, then during my run, I'll daydream about like, but what if you like really crushed it? Like, what if you did this really awesome thing in work? And then everyone like was like, wow, Casey, you're so smart and you know, whatever. Or like, I'll picture myself doing like a really difficult workout or a really difficult run and just like crushing it. Cause I'm so strong and capable, you know, I like that. And that's what gets me through my runs. So for like two minutes, I'm like, I am running. And this is like, I was picturing myself as like a Peloton run instructor. And I was like coaching myself as I was running and like, I've never done Peloton, but, um, I've seen the commercials, so I know what happens and I was feeling great. And then I was like, man, I think a long, I think like it's been a long time. Like, I think it's been a long time that I've been running. I'm going to like check on the screen how far I've gone. And it was like, I had been running for three minutes and I was like, oh no. (laughs) 
reality check. And I just really quickly ran out of steam. I mean, I wish that I had pushed myself so much harder on the bike because um, I don't think it would have affected my run performance at all. I think my run was going to be bad no matter what. And it really was just pure mental push yeah. for the whole run. And not and not to say that I managed to like push myself through and like do the run to the best of my ability. Like I walked I walked a lot. <laughs> I walked a lot of that run. It's all right. Um so that was really frustrating in the moment for me. I walked the whole run. <laughs> Bobby like gets on the treadmill and he's like walking, walking, walking. He's like, ah, I don't think that a run is going to be what happens for me today. Well, that's, yeah, my body had not had a chance to completely glue itself back together. So I was just taped together at that point. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, my feet were waterlogged from the swim. And so I didn't want to really push your anything. Your feet were so wet when you put them in your shoes? Well, no, but I mean, just the fact that we had been in the pool and my skin had absorbed water. And oh. so like... I didn't want to... Oh, I got you, know. you. I got you. So I took it easy and just walked next to Casey and gave her as much kind of woo-woo mental support as I could silently. Yeah, so um, we finished in total in just under three hours, um, including the like quote-unquote travel time of getting out of the pool and having to completely dry off and change because we were indoors and it wouldn't have been acceptable to like hop on the bikes in our bathing suits. Right. Um, and so I think that that was pretty much around the goal that I had set for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and sh- other than, I, and I think that really like the physical thing that I didn't quite reach in this challenge was the run. And then the mental thing that I didn't quite accomplish in the challenge was the bike. I wish I'd push myself harder on the bike mentally, or honestly, maybe it's the reverse. I don't know, but I wish I'd push myself harder on the bike and I wish I, like, I wish I had known that it was okay to do that because I know I was capable of more on the bike. Um, but I also wish that I had had more in me for the run. But I know that I just really, at that point, didn't. And there's there's not anything you can do about that but get it done. And that's what we did. Which is pretty cool when yeah. you think about it. Like, for me, that is the most... That's the furthest I've swam, the furthest I've biked ever. It's not the furthest I've run, but to do a run at all after those two things like is is pretty awesome. Um, and I think that, um, you know, am I ready to train for a triathlon? Fuck no, absolutely not. Um, but I think that my goal for next year that I'm going to work towards is, uh, a longer distance run, just really focus on the run and, um, like committing to that, that suck. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's fun. It's interesting to, you know, work towards and then push through events like a a sprint triathlon. Um, and we'll definitely do, uh, one or them again in the future. Um, but yeah, like to your point, it's nice to just get back. I think I'm, more of a gym rat than I am an endurance type athlete. And so it's going to be nice to be able to just get back into the gym and just kind of solely focus on that for a little bit, but Mm. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I have too. That was the other thing that I was going to um, mention about this is one big mistake. I think that we made throughout the year was thinking that we could do our regularly scheduled gym program 
plus train for a sprint triathlon. And it is possible to do that, but it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And um, it, like, it takes a lot of time out of your day. Um, There were days where I was spending two and a half to three hours on physical activity um, between being a yoga teacher, doing my programming in the gym, which is usually about 90 minutes, and trying to, like, run two miles or bike six miles or whatever. Yeah. It's a lot to do every single day, and it also, I think, really slowed down my progress on the sprint. Um, I feel like I could have got better more quickly mm-hmm. if I had just focused on that and not been so focused. I'm not saying, like, don't go to the gym, right. um, but I was trying to train six days a week, and I probably could have easily paired that back to three or four and been perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so that's another good thing to think about if you are taking on this challenge or any other endurance style challenge for yourself. If you've got a a typical gym routine that you do work this into that don't layer it on top would be my opinion. Yeah. Like it. Silent lion. So usually this is the part of the episode where we tell you what we are going to do for next month, but next month is October and it's spooky and it's scary and mysterious. And so we're going to leave you in suspense mainly because I forgot to talk to Bobby about what we're going to do next month, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) So we're going to figure that out and we will update you about it in a couple Fridays. Yes. I was thinking some sort of riding challenge, but we have NaNoWriMo coming up. We're going to do that this year. Are we going to do NaNoWriMo this year? I mean, you already do it every day. I don't write 3,000 words every day or whatever it is. You should be. I should be. (laughs) NaNoWriMo makes me feel bad about myself. Um, We could do a writing challenge. I also had been thinking about wanting to do a sustainability challenge. Uh, So either like um, only, you know, having like a waste-free household for like a certain amount of time or maybe like a zero plastic household. Um, but that's like a lot for us to commit to and think through. So I don't want us to like say that we're going to do that tomorrow mm-hmm. having not actually really talked about it, but yeah. I would like to do that as a challenge at some point. So that was the one I was thinking about. Also, I had been thinking about doing um, a different language for a month challenge. Mm, so yeah. if that's something you're interested in, okay. any of those strike your fancy? I'm liking them, yeah, but we're not going to let them know right now. We're okay, we're going to continue to keep my mom in suspense. Sorry, yeah. Mom. Sorry, Nan. Um, sweet. That's cool. a wrap. Go forth. And prosper. Or do great things. Or don't. Or both. Or all of it. Yes. I'm about to eat a brownie. <laughs>